1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast post-Super Bowl 55 edition as we are ready to take the offseason head-on. Billy Rossetti of, lo- of uh, lo- well, Locked On Panthers, obviously, and SI Panthers with you here as we are now in full offseason mode. Super Bowl 55 is in the books, and the NFC South now has... The Lombardi Trophy as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knocked off the defending champion, well, now former champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, thirty-one to nine. It was, in what was a really interesting game, uh, to say the least, and certainly an ugly game for the Chiefs. But now the Panthers certainly have a little bit of, a little bit more motivation going into twenty twenty-one. Now that they know that they will have. The defending Super Bowl champions in their division. So they'll get to see them twice next season. Uh, um, you know, it'll certainly be interesting to see when, if either of those games will be prime time. That obviously will come months down the line. But yeah, the NFC South now. What a what a run. The Buccaneers, what a playoff run. Knocking off the the Washington football team, the Saints, the Packers. And then of course the Chiefs. So quite a gauntlet they had to go through to hoist the Lombardi trophy. But now everybody is in it's back to square one. Everybody's zero and zero. It's all about 2021 now. And it's all about upcoming free agency in a little over a month. We'll recap the uh the Panthers free agents. You know, we've touched on them before, but just a quick recap. Uh, where we are now, especially now that we're starting to get a little better of an idea of what the the actual salary cap number is going to be for 2021. So we'll recap the fr- uh the free agents for the Panthers, and of course talk about some mock drafts. Kyle Krabs just dropped his latest mock draft. We'll talk about his pick from or for the Panthers. ...in the first round as we start to really dive into these mock drafts and the draft process. I love this time of the year. You know, games might be over, but the action never stops. It's full-on draft mode now. I am excited, and I hope you guys are as well. So thanks for joining me, as always. Really appreciate the support. Uh, We got a lot of fun coming on. But uh, actually, first thing I want to touch on, though, too, real quick... Uh, there was a little bit of Panthers news regarding uh, Teddy Bridgewater in a positive way. Of course there was some other news that we recently came up or that recently popped up as well regarding uh, potential trade talk uh, but Teddy Bridgewater did earn an award over the weekend at uh, at the NFL honors. He, Teddy Bridgewater actually won the Art Rooney sportsmanship award. Uh, and that is the award that is given each year to the player who best demonstrates the qualities of on-field sportsmanship, including fair play, respect for the game and opponents, and integrity in, the comp- integrity in competition. And obviously, you know, again, this was certainly um, a bit of an emotional year, I'm sure, for, for Teddy Bridgewater. This was his first full year as a starter. You know, obviously he missed a game with injury. But basically, his first full year as a starter since that knee injury in two thousand and sixteen. And Bridgewater obviously just did everything the right way. He's you know become one of the good guys in the NFL. So you know it was definitely nice to see him back on the field and kind of uh, be recognized there uh, in that in that sense. And uh, he said, quote, "I really just cherish this game because it's taken me places that I couldn't imagine." It's allowed me to encounter different individuals from all across the world. On this journey, I've been able to befriend some people. You know, I still have great people I'm associated with to this day. Uh, This game has done so much for me, it's allowed me to meet different people, and everyone has a story, everyone has a different upbringing and different background, and to be a part of someone's journey is a huge feeling. He also said, it's a huge blessing just knowing that whether it's on the playing field, being the best sportsman that I can be, or being the best teammate I can be around the locker room, I take pride in that, unquote. And he's actually the uh, second Panther in recent memory to win this award. Is Luke Keekley also won this award in 2017. And Bridgewater also won the Charlotte Chapter of the Pro Football Writers Association Good Guy Award. Uh, for his availability and accountability through a season when interviews had to be conducted virtually. Basically, he took all his, you know, he was one of the great guys in terms of being made available to media and taking all these interviews in stride. So, like I said, he was just one of the good guys. So, it it was really nice to see. On the flip side, of course, though, there was a report just recently from Adam Schefter that sure enough, Teddy Bridgewater was involved in some trade talks. We talked previously about the Panthers offering the number eight overall pick to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. We saw that report from Albert Breer in his Monday morning quarterback uh, the Monday after the, the the trade news broke that the Lions were sending Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Well, as it turns out, according to Adam Schefter, the, Lo- or the Panthers not only just offered the 8th overall pick, they offered their 5th round pick and Teddy Bridgewater to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. It turns out they weren't the only team that offered a high pick and a quarterback. There was also a report that the Denver Broncos basically did the same thing. They offered the ninth overall pick and Drew Locke for Matthew Stafford. But as we know, of course, the Lions did agree to trade Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams for two first-round picks, one in 2022, one in 2023, and as well as a third-round pick this year, and of course, quarterback Jared Goff. All that going to the Lions for Matthew Stafford, but it was still interesting to see that uh, the Panthers did reportedly offer both Teddy Bridgewater and the eighth overall pick for Matthew Stafford. So it just continues to show I think that the Panthers are going to be aggressive this off season in trying to find a franchise quarterback. Now again, whether that means they'll try to pony up for Deshaun Watson or if they'll simply try to move up in the draft for one of the one of those top guys whether it's, you know, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or maybe they sit and let trade you know, maybe take Trey Lance at number eight. Maybe they surprise people and take Mac Jones at number eight. Who knows? But clearly, and as we talked about before, this team is in the market for a for a new quarterback. You know, again, obviously, unsurprisingly, the way um, the way the team, you know, and the way Bridgewater kind of faltered on field, you know, not, not taken away from him obviously off the field, but on field, you know, we, we all saw him kind of, uh, slip, uh, to say the least in, uh, in, in these last few games. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Panthers do in the quarterback market. Um, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson's been the guy they've been connected to or speculated the most, not haven't really heard anything on if they're going to be involved in trying to trade for Carson Wentz, you know, that still sounds like it's, down to either the Bears or the Colts. Things can change, of course, uh, but those have been the two favorites for Carson Wentz, and of course, it's not even a foregone conclusion that the Texans will trade Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we know Watson's unhappy, but Texans don't have to trade him. They can let him sit. They can let him try to dig his heels. Who knows what's going to happen, so a lot of different ways this can go, and definitely uh, really excited to watch everything unfold here, so... That's kind of a recap where we're at now with Teddy Bridgewater. Like I said, we'll recap now the, or in just a moment, the list of free agents for the Panthers is now we really start to focus in on the offseason and start preparing for 2021. So we'll look at that and then we'll look at Kyle Krabs's latest mock draft and start Start digging into these prospects a little bit. But before we get into that, uh, I want to remind you guys, of course, that today's episode is being brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Of course, football may be over, but college basketball still in the mix. NBA, NHL, a lot of good stuff going on. So always a chance for you guys to make yourselves a little bit of money here with BetOnline.ag. And of course, you could sign up for a free account today. And use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. So again, it's betonline.ag promo code locked on when you make your first deposit, and it gets that gets you a 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on the action. Betonline.ag promo code locked on 50% welcome bonus. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. And of course, always check out our buddy Peter Bukowski and the Locked On Today podcast, covering everything you need about whatever team, whatever sport. Peter has you covered with the Locked On Today podcast, again, hosted by Peter Bukowski all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. So go check him out today and check out his check out his great work there. So let's recap now the the free agents for the Panthers going into 2021. Of course, they have a lot of decisions that need to be made. Obviously, two of the biggest names that they have to decide on are, of course, Taylor Moten and and uh, Curtis Samuel. Those are the big names. Obviously, Taylor Moten has become one of the franchise tackles. Curtis Samuel had finally had himself that breakout season that we've been hoping for for a couple of couple of seasons now. So big uh, big decisions to be made there. And looking at the uh, some of the numbers at over the cap. Uh, they currently have they currently have the Panthers projected at about 11.6 million dollars but that's also with a projected salary cap of a little under 185 million dollars. We don't know the official number yet, but it sounds like it's going to be in the 180 185 million dollar range. So not as much of a, a drop. As we had once thought, there of course was talked that it'd be as low as uh, $175 million. Now it sounds like it's going to be about $180, 185000000 million. So if we use $185 million salary cap, that's about $11.6 million right now that the Panthers have to work with. And of course, the the as we run through the free agents now... You've got Alex Arma, you've got Farrell Cooper, Mike Davis, Rasul Douglas, Corn Elder, J.J. Jansen, Tyler Larson, Chris Manhurts, John Miller, Taylor Moten, Russell Okung, Chris Reed, Curtis Samuel, Michael Schofield, Julian Stanford, Adarius Taylor, and Tyre Whitehead. Those are the unrestricted free agents for the Panthers. And then they have four players that are restricted free agents, Keith Kirkwood, F.A. Obata, Trent Scott, and Brandon Zilstra. And then they did have two exclusive rights free agents, but they have already re-signed both of those. That was tight end Colin Thompson, who they signed on January 4th, and kicker Joey Sly, who they signed the day after on January 5th. So those two guys are back, but again, a host of other players, um, Host of other players on their free agency list, but again the two the two top players that they obviously are going to have to make a decision on Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel. And really, I've I've said numerous times uh, how Taylor Moten hasn't been extended already is beyond me. I mean th- that should have been one of the uh, one of the first priorities of this for this Panthers team, even with, you know, former general manager, Marty Herney. Now it's, of course, up to Scott Fitterer to make that decision. I still think they can figure out a way to re-sign Taylor Moten. But it's going to be really interesting to see how they figure things out. But, um, you know, again, even looking at the, the salary cap calculator on over the cap and just looking at some of the numbers... Of uh, you know cap gain, you know money that they could save by uh, by cutting some players. Again, we I keep going back to uh, Matt Parodies as a potential cap casualty. You know, if if they cut Matt Parodies, uh, it would leave five point four million in dead money, but it would save almost five million in cap space. So. I keep thinking to that. And, you know, I think this is a team where, you know, this is a situation where they almost have to completely reset the offensive line. I mean, as we said, you know, both their starting guards from last year, both of their main starting guards, I should say, Chris Reed and John Miller, both are free agents. Paradise is probably going to be, you know, is eventually going to be gone again. Not saying they will cut them, but. Certainly, a, a suggestion to save themselves uh, a little bit of money. So I could see him being cut. Uh, I could see Stephen Weatherly being a cap casualty, uh, as he would cutting him would only leave two million in dead money, uh, but it would actually save close to six million in salary cap space. So I can certainly see him being a a potential cap casualty. And then, of course, we circle back to. K1 Shorts. You know, we've talked about him numerous times as well as, you know, what are they going to do with him? It's really, you know, he's effectively entering the the final year of his contract. You know, they spread out his contract a little bit for cap purposes, but his contract voids um, pretty much a year from now. Next February, the last two years of his contract will void. So he's essentially entering... A contract year. And while it they would. If they do choose to cut him before June 1st. That would leave about $11 million. In dead money. But it would save them. A little over $8.6 million. Now they could. They could actually designate him a. Post June 1st trade. And that would actually save them. 13 and a quarter million in cap space. So would only leave about uh six and a third million dollars, basically only his signing bonus, because that twelve and a half million dollar salary he's due this year is not guaranteed. So they could actually spread that out, and because of the contract being voided, they can spread that out over this year and next year, and like I said, that would actually save them. 13 and a quarter million this year, you know, would leave only about 6.3 million in dead money this year and 2.3 million next year. So, an interesting decision to be made there too with uh, with K1 Short, and of course he's lost the last two seasons pretty early to season-ending injuries of some sort. So, would not surprise me in the least. Now, if you know, obviously it'd be tough cuz Short of course has been one of the the anchors of this Panthers defense, but he's obviously getting up there in age. he's going to be 32 years old. Um, and again, he's now have he now has a bit of a history with uh, with some injuries over the last couple of years. So do they wanna, you know especially knowing that they played pretty well on the defensive line without him you know obviously Derek Brown really started flashing more as the season wore on. Bravion Roy had himself a solid rookie season and they could always grab uh, some other defensive tackles. So you know it, it's something it's something to think about, at least, that you know, to move on from him just to save themselves some cap space. So we'll see what happens. But those are just a couple of the names that I would think uh could be possible cap casualties for this season. Kaywan short. Matt Paradis and Steven Weatherly, you know, as they continue to try to get younger and really build up this roster as we enter essentially year two now of this rebuild. And I keep saying, you know, if things start to pull as uh, as we kind of hope you get to 2022 and you start to think the Panthers could start to make a run, you know, as I've said before, Drew Brees obviously will not be there. We don't know who the Saints quarterback will be uh, for that year. And then Tom Brady, we expect, will not be in Tampa Bay in 2022 because he's only, he's only got one more year under contract with the Buccaneers. So anything's possible, um, but I still feel like the arrow is pointing up. But obviously they've got to find stability. At the quarterback position. So that's kind of a quick taste of where we're at. With the uh, with the free agency period now. For the Panthers. Uh, before we go into Kyle Krabs' latest mock draft. want to remind you guys too that today's episode. Also being brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors, uh, so many different great flavors, of course, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, uh, raspberry, peanut butter, all sorts of good stuff, and of course, all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, you could basically eat a candy bar and lose or maintain weight, that's one of the best parts about Built Bars, and of course, these bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, High in protein, high in fiber. So if you're on a keto keto diet, these are great for that. So go to builtbar.com. That's b-u-i-l-t b-a-r.com. Use our promo code Locked On and get 20% off your next order. So again, promo code Locked On gets you 20% off at builtbar.com. Kyle Krabs' mock draft 5.0 was released pretty much during near the end of the Super Bowl, as you know has been typical with the Draft Network near the end of the Sunday night game. So it's always fun to look at these guys and uh, you know check out check out our boys there and check out how they have the Panthers and really the other teams. But obviously for the intents of this podcast, the Panthers, how they how they have the Panthers attacking the draft. So let's let's jump right into
2: it and see how the uh this lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef Home Chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And actually the interesting note
0: about this too, looking at Krabs' mock draft is he's actually, he's actually making a note too of who the, who he believes the starting quarterback will be for said team considering you know all the quarterback movement of course with the and the free agency and then the trade market and then of course the draft so as usual i'll run through the first seven picks to kind of set the table unless there's a trade because i'm doing a blind react uh along with you guys so we go through the first four picks till we get to the panthers and then kind of react from there so his first pick as always trevor lawrence to the Jaguars, and obviously he'd be the 2021 starting quarterback. We did, of course, have a little bit of news over the weekend regarding Trevor Lawrence as well, if you guys didn't hear that. He's actually going to undergo shoulder surgery on his left shoulder, which, of course, is his non-throwing shoulder, uh, but he will undergo surgery for that shoulder and will now throw for teams on February 12th, so actually he'll be... so Thursday. Uh, He'll be throwing for teams rather than at Clemson's Pro Day. Uh, But Trevor Lawrence is expected to be ready for training camp. And obviously, this is not going to prevent the Jaguars from taking Trevor Lawrence number one in the draft. So that's still set in stone. Then he has the Jets taking Zach Wilson at number two. And of course, a bunch of mocks going back and forth. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, somebody else if they keep Sam Darnold. Uh, but Kyle Krabs right now does think it'll be Zach Wilson uh, as the second pick, and then he has the big tree. He does project that the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, will acquire Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans for picks three and thirty-five this year, and their first and th- first and third round pick next year. Second-round pick in 2023, Zavian Howard and Tua tungo That's what Kyle Krabs is projecting with this trade. And then the Texans move up to number three, get tungo as their starting quarterback, and then pair him with Devontae Smith. So they would get that Alabama connection and, of course, a whole bit of uh, extra goodness there as well. So the Texans... Would be back in rebuild mode, but uh, much better rebuild mode with this trade. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and then he does have Justin Fields going to the Falcons, but of course, still seeing, uh, still saying that Matt Ryan will be the starting quarterback. Which I agree. It doesn't seem like, doesn't sound like Matt Ryan or Julio Jones are going anywhere. Um, but you know, the Falcons do certainly have to. Start preparing for life after Matt Ryan. So Justin Fields makes sense. Uh, the Bengals at number five, Penay Sewell. Obviously, they're not going anywhere with Joe Burrow. Uh, the Eagles at six. He has them taking Jamar Chase, and he does believe the Eagles will have Jalen Hurts. As again, obviously, he believes Carson Wentz will be traded. In fact, in his scenario, um, it sounds like he already went into the scenario or went into this mock draft already making the trade that the Bears acquired uh, Carson Wentz, and indeed they did. His projected trade is that Chicago receives Carson Wentz and pick 149 overall. Philadelphia receives picks 20, 83, and Nick Foles and would roll with Jalen Hurts. So there's some more movement there. And then at number seven, another trade up, Washington trades up to number 7 in a trade with the Lions to select Trey Lance. And he would be the projected starting quarterback in this scenario from Kyle. So the projected trade is that Detroit receives picks 19, 51, 114 this year. And Washington's first round pick next year, Washington moves up to 7. And Washington gets Trey Lance. And then... Another, and then we get to the Panthers and another projected veteran trade, and this one involves the Panthers. So here you go, if you haven't seen the uh, Kyle's mock yet, the the Panthers trade picks forty and one thirteen to the New York Jets for Sam Darnold. So Kyle Krabs right now projecting that Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback in 2021 for the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? I don't hate it. I don't hate the move. And uh, by the way, too, the, he does have the Panthers keeping the eighth pick and taking Patrick Sertain, the second, the cornerback out of Alabama. So really like the moves there. Obviously, I love the prospect in Patrick Surtain. You know he's obviously right up there. I think it's neck and neck between him and Caleb Farley for uh, as the number one corner in this draft. And of course, coming from Alabama, coming from you know all that stuff they do on defense, Patrick Sertain really can do just about everything. So I think he's going to be a really damn good corner in this league. And obviously, corner is one of the biggest needs on this Carolina defense. So really like that pick. You know, if they don't move up for a quarterback or whatever the case may be. So, likes are tame there. Now, we obviously, too, have to talk about Sam Darnold. Like I said, I don't hate the pick. Because I don't think it's time yet to give up on Sam Darnold. Yes, he's been obviously very inconsistent with the New York Jets. And certainly hasn't exactly risen to the level that we'd that you hope for out of a quarterback that was taken number 3 overall just a couple years ago. But let's also remember everything that surrounded Sam Darnold. He hasn't exactly had the greatest of situations with the Jets. First off, of course, as we know, he he had in my opinion the worst head coach in the NFL, I mean, I I still can never figure out why the Jets were able to jump, Jets wanted to jump on Adam Gaze as their head coach after they literally watched a team in their own division crumble in the midst of a playoff run with that same head coach. And yet the Jets went ahead and hired him. So that's issue number one. Number two, of course, was the lack of talent. Around Sam Darnold, I mean, you could argue Robbie Anderson was the best receiver Sam Darnold had, and of course Robbie Robbie Anderson signed with the Panthers in free agency last year. You know, not that the Pan, not that the Jets have had horrendous wide receivers, but not exactly household names either at, at the wide receiver position. So, you know, that was an issue. The offensive line over time was an issue. So, things just never completely worked out for Sam Darnold for reasons beyond his control. And so, I think there's still a chance at something there. And you bring Sam Darnold to a team like the Panthers. And you let him run with the likes of Christian McCaffrey. He's obviously never had a running back Like he would in Carolina with McCaffrey. Um, You know, yeah, even though he did have Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell obviously was never uh, the Le'Veon Bell he was in Pittsburgh. Um, So he'd have Christian McCaffrey. He'd have his old buddy in in Robbie Anderson. He'd have DJ Moore. So and and he'd have a brilliant offensive mind in Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator so it'd be a much better situation in carolina than it would be with the jets so i'm not ready to give up on sam darnold and i think if this scenario were to play out there's definitely a little bit more hope i i think you know a, a little bit more upside you know yeah the ceiling might be not might not be as high As it once was. But I still think there's a pretty decent floor. And I still think there's some. Untapped potential. For. For Sam Darnold. In this type of offense. And and, you know. Just to read what. uh, What Kyle Krabs wrote. uh, And I'll just read the whole thing. He said Carolina may have. The most ambitious. And bold owner of the teams. In the quarterback market with Dave Tepper. But for as anxious as the team may have felt to jump on the Stafford market, and for as much as the team would love to get involved with a Deshaun Watson standoff, this is a team that ultimately doesn't have the embarrassment of assets at their disposal to make a splash easily. And that's absolutely true. He said they could do it, sure, but at what cost to the long-term outlook of building a young team? And that's why, you know, as much as Carolina, obviously, Carolina fans would want this to happen... They really can't compete right now with the Dolphins and the Jets, because, again, Dolphins and Jets both have two first-round picks this year. The Jets have an extra first-round pick next year, so they have more to offer Deshaun Watson and more to offer the Texans for Deshaun Watson than the Panthers do. Kyle then goes on to write, So instead, cooler heads prevail, and the Panthers take a lower risk on Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. And with the skill players in place, we'd be we'd hardly be surprised to see a career revival with Darnold in Carolina on the Ryan Tannehill plan. Darnold is due less than five million dollars in new cash in 2021, so adding him to a quarterback room with with Teddy Bridgewater won't have poor financial implications. You know, and just let's just look real quick at. Uh, his numbers at over the cap for Sam Darnold, twenty twenty one, which is his uh, his rookie year. And remember, he was not uh, the Jets didn't pick up his fifth year option. So this is basically the uh, basically a contract year for Sam Darnold. His base salary is only nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and if they trade, the Jets would be on the hook for. The salary cap hit of five million dollars so the panther now he is due a roster bonus of almost three point nine million dollars so if they were to trade him by uh and that roster bonus actually isn't even due till august first so even still the panthers would only be on the hook for about less than five million dollars you know and and that would be that would be his cap hit um basically about 4.6 million. million. That's what the Panthers would owe Sam Darnold if they trade for him, which is peanuts for a starting quarterback. You know, and then if they find a way to trade Teddy Bridgewater then all the better. Uh and then he wraps up by saying, "Best of all, adding Darnold for later picks which will which will reveal Tuesday night." Allows the Panthers to go best player available. And for my money, that's Alabama cornerback Patrick Sertain the Patrick second. I'm getting tongue-tied here. <laughs> He's a prototypical build to play outside corner. And the secondary is a work in progress for the Panthers. So, yeah, I do not hate this move at all. I think this would be a, a reasonable thought for the Panthers. And a reasonable, you know, definitely something to think about for you know, for the Panthers. And I think at this point we kind of feel like at least I feel too that Darnold will be traded because I I too believe that the Jets are going to take a quarterback, whether it's Fields or whether it's uh Zach Wilson at number two. You know, but I I could also see teams like Washington being in the mix for Darnold, Pittsburgh, you know, so a couple of teams that could be in the mix. Um but that's a name we hadn't thought about in the uh the quarterback market for Carolina. So that's the nice thing about looking at these mocks is it opens you up to different possibilities that you might not thought possible. So something to think about there, I think with, uh, with Sam Darnold potentially coming Uh, and just to round out the rest of the top 10 for uh, from Kyle's mock draft, Caleb Farley to the Broncos at nine and he believes they stick with uh, Drew Locke. And he says the Broncos become the first awkward team in the quarterback market to strike out. Again, as we talked about earlier, uh, there was the report that the Broncos offered the ninth pick and drew lock to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. So that should make things pretty interesting in 2021. And then, of course, he does have the the Cowboys bringing back Dak Prescott, probably on the franchise tag and drafting Rashawn Slater the offensive tackle out of Northwest. And of course you can check out the rest of Kyle's mock at the and a good way to kick off this week here with some mock draft stuff and a really interesting scenario there for the Panthers. Uh, but I think that's a good spot to wrap things up here. Uh, so as always appreciate your, your guys' support. Thank you for tuning in. Let me know what you guys think. What Now that the off season is fully in effect for the entire NFL What's your thoughts now with the Panthers and free agency and that eighth overall pick? Uh, so think about it. Let me know what you think. And as always, again, thank you for the thank you for the support. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon.